I'm Logan, and we're at the end of our Mr. Robot Rewatch. This is Automatic for the People. It's automatic, it's automatic, it's automatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. And this is it. This is, uh, uh, I'm going to say for now because I, I would like to do a uh, wrap-up kind of thing. Uh, hopefully when Ryan is back into the podcasting spirit, uh, once he's uh, doing better, not that he's doing horribly, but uh, with maybe Jess and some other people and just do like a round table discussion, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, but, uh, for the rewatch, I guess this is it. And unfortunately, yeah, you're just gonna have to deal with me talking about the season three finale, uh, shutdown. So, uh, but don't worry, I'm gonna attach, uh, a longer discussion of this episode, the finale, the show in general, um, to the end of this, a very long one, in fact, uh, for the first time ever, we actually recorded two, uh, season three wrap-up podcasts, and I'm going to attach both of them to this episode, so for the first time ever, they'll be in one episode, so there you go, um, yeah, what, what to say about this episode, I mean, it, it's a, it's a finale the way I couldn't help but think about Avengers Endgame while I was watching this. Um, the way that Avengers Endgame kind of feels like a finale, but also the start of something different. Um, because we know the story's not over. We know there's another season coming. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see with the reversal of five nine what is what's the bigger picture here um and we know there is one we keep talking about these alternate dimensions time travel a lot of stuff alluded to here which i know we discuss um they never come just out and out and say it but there there's a lot of content here that that it's just it's definitely something to that effect um which i feel like we we just re-say that every episode um the superman thing still continues to blow my mind like such a like look guys we're talking about this the whole time um just such a good uh kind of throwaway thing um so rewatching it some of the things I took away um, I talked you'll hear this in our Legion uh, podcast uh, which will be in your feed in a few days um, I talked about this then but one of the things I've discovered on my rewatch is just how manipulative Darlene is and I'm not attacking her um, because she comes from the same damaged household that Elliot did, but it manifested in such a different way. I don't know that she understands how manipulative she's being, 
But uh, there's the moment with her and Dom in this episode where, I mean, Dom just tears her down and says that, like, you deserve nothing but misery for what you've done. Uh, which really hammers home. It makes, I guess, makes me feel a little bit better about um, my now feelings of Darlene. I, I still love her. I love the character. I think uh, Carly Chagan is just fantastic. Um, but yet, yeah, it's such a, a complex thing to look at her and go, "Oh, like we we kind of had this like." feeling sorry for you thing and it turns out that that you're to a degree you're just as uh uh i don't want to say evil you're not a good person you know and that's just the way it is um so yeah that 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 really uh played for me <laughs> and if nothing else it made me feel better about how I now feel about Darlene even though I do still very much like her character um, the other thing and I may have talked about this in the original discussion was Elliot discovering well Angela discovering that her father is uh, actually Philip Price which is such a Empire Strikes Back moment. I know I talked about that, but and I guess I said in game, but this also feels very it. It's Star Wars like you know. Um, it can't be in game before in game. It's not like it's referencing in game. I do feel like it's referencing Star Wars. Um, you know, it's it's an ending to this thing, but there's more to come you know it, it, it's very Empire Strikes Back um, but yeah the, that moment with Angela and Philip, and how it cross plays with Elliot and uh, his bargaining uh, it's, it's just so good um, but Elliot uh, hearing from Darlene that he was not pushed that he jumped he he was their their father was not uh, ultimately this abusive person um, that it was Elliot that jumped out of the window um, and that that description of what happened uh, very much leads us to believe that there was something going on there uh, with his psyche his um, whatever. Um, before the fall out of the window because she's she says like you just lost it and uh, so the, there was obviously something already there but uh, and again I may have said this but what really really like lit up in my mind um, mainly because we've watched these so close together now is we've known that all along we've known that at least since the end of season one we've known that Elliot wasn't pushed that he jumped because we see it at the beginning of this show we see him jump and we think he's been pushed Elliot thinks he's been pushed 
but once we find out what or who Mr. Robot really is, we know Elliot jumped, that he wasn't pushed. And, like, to to have that information, it, it's just as uh, revelatory and mind-blowing, I think, as finding out that Price is, is Angela's father. Um, there's just, there's so much here. Um, it's such a good finale. And then, I mean that final scene there's a lot of discussion of all of that in the these what will probably be about two hours worth of discussion so i'm gonna just leave you with that um i apologize to everyone because this was not our plan headed into the final season of mr robot we did have plans that did not work out um but here we are um much like elliot uh our plans didn't work out the way we wanted them to, the way we thought they would. The The things we thought we were doing turned out not to be the things we were doing. And maybe that's okay. Um, I do want to end with this. So the, the, uh, it just occurred to me that, that I had written this out in my notes. Um, price, tells Angela that all of White Rose's stuff is nonsense. That that her... Uh, without saying time travel, her time travel stuff is, is bull. It's bunk. Um, it's delusional. And that you've just got to learn to live with the things you've done because you'll never be able to change the past. But we also have Elliot literally changing the things he he's done he undoes five nine now he can't bring those people back he can't change the deaths he he can't bring his friends back um but in a way <laughs> it sounds so hokey uh atoning for your sins is this weird form of time travel. Um, making the effort to try to undo what you've done wrong. Um, not erase it, but undo it. Is like time travel. Um, it's not going to change uh, what's been done. But, you know, you you can try to reset the course. Um, and I, I, that really, that also really, really hit home for me. Um, so yeah, here's a really long, uh, two episode discussion of this finale. And I'll be back with Jess in a few days talking about, uh, Legion season three, episode one, the final season of Legion, um, which is, freaking fantastic and it's such a good discussion i can't wait for you to hear it um so yeah i'll be back soon uh here's a bunch of other rambling nonsense enjoy i'm logan and i'm ryan and this is automatic for the peace it's automatic it's automatic it's automatic
Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. And we have both just watched the season finale of Mr. Robot Shutdown, um, episode 3.9. And we're not going to get into a lengthy discussion about it, but rather than wait a few days, we wanted to do like immediate reaction uh, since I have, I'm going to see Star Wars tomorrow night. And this weekend is kind of crazy. I have to work part of it. And so, anyway, we basically just didn't want to wait until like Sunday or Saturday night or something to talk about it. Um, since we both just watched it. So, um, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the finale, don't listen to this episode. We're going to spoil the hell out of it. Um, so, we're just, I guess we're just going to do reactions. We're not going to run through the episode. So, what the hell, man? Um, I just immediate reaction was, <sighs> yeah, what the hell? Um, is there any we, any more stuff that they could have thrown at us in this episode? I that's mean, what I was about to say. Everything just collided with each other. It was just, you know, every character that we've met this season. Um, some <laughs> characters that, that we haven't seen since the first season. <laughs> yeah, and it they all just collided with each other, uh, and including the White Rose saying pretty much goodbye to to her, her boyfriend, what, husband, Mark. lover, yeah. and, and very specifically saying I'll find you again. So. I, I think we have now confirmed that White Rose believes she can time travel, correct? Or cross dimensions or something to that effect. Something, yeah, something. Um, <clears throat> uh, it was really odd and great all at the same time. Um, uh, Angela kind of got a little bounce back yeah a little bit um, on, on the eve of the new Star Wars film is there a better episode to air and a better revelation to hear than Angela I'm your father from <laughs> Philip Price yeah, it was kind of it was odd you know we always felt like this was a Romance. some kind of a strange relationship. Um, and, well, that he and we had... always assumed romance. Yeah. But we knew it was some kind of relationship that, and it was estranged and he had some infatuation we, with her. Yeah. We just always assumed that it was romance. Uh, and it wasn't, it, it's because that's his daughter. So I, w I was, as he was preparing to tell her that I was gearing myself up for oh my god we're about to find out that he's her father and but still when it happened I was just like it, it's something that that should feel almost return of the Jedi-ish after all of the revelations we've had about Mr. Robot not being real Mr. Robot being Elliot's dad um, and we're not done with the revelations for this episode um, all these things that we found out, um, 
tacking on like Angela, like your your dad is actually Darth Vader. Should feel more like Luke finding out Leia is really his sister. It's just like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, of, yeah, of course they're related. That's so stupid. And, and, and not knocking start, but it it is one of those things that while now we accept it as like, well, that's just the truth of the situation. Like, it's it's very much a tacked on thing where it's just like, ooh, we got to have a big revelation for this movie. I know we'll make Leia Luke's sister. You know, it, it, it's just it feels so tacked on. And this should feel like that in 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 the wake of everything else we've learned in three seasons. This should feel like, whatever, man. Like, everybody doesn't have to be related. This is dumb. But it doesn't feel that way. It makes everything Philip Price has done for three seasons and before we even knew, you know, before the show existed, quote-unquote, it makes it all make sense. Like, it makes the reason he goes to Allsafe make sense. It makes the reason he's, like, leering at Angela make sense. It makes the reason he forces them to go with Allsafe make sense. Yeah, it could just... I, I said last week, like, is this a a um, uh, a thing where, like, she's the, the beauty that launched a war or destroyed the world or whatever? And that's not it. Like, he tried to save his daughter. And, uh, again, we have a bad guy. A very, very bad guy. Who we are now forced to look at his point of view. And it's just brilliant, man. No, yeah, I can agree with you there. It's it's pretty brilliant. Uh, take this really evil dude and give him this, uh, much like Darth Vader, or <laughs> this sad point of view that's just... That he was just... Know, it's hard to look at it any other way. He was trying to save his daughter because she was going after White Rose. They were going to end her, you know? They, or do something to her. So he stepped in to try to save his daughter. And, you know, and, and her bouncing back into that and realizing, like, okay, so... And he tells her, he's like, you've just got to accept it. You got conned. There is no truth to any of this. White Rose is delusional, which we still don't know. Um... And, you know, her being like, well, what's your revenge? Because I want in. And while broken Angela is extremely interesting, pissed off and vengeful Angela is fun. So I can't wait to see what that brings about, especially with Elliot. Uh, On the whole next which I, I don't know if this was a new announcement, but it did pop up in my feeds today that it was re- renewed for season four. Um, I don't know how new that announcement is. Yeah, we haven't really gotten in, in into any of the news. Yeah, I don't know when the official pickup was, um, but good, you know. 
So, okay, so what else did we get? We got, um, we got Irving, um, axing quite literally Dom's boss in the chest. Repeatedly. <laughs> that was good. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Dom. And then recruiting Dom. Yeah. Well, despite what if she by recruiting, said she you wanted mean, to do, you mean blackmailing then? Yes. <laughs> So Dom is now blackmailed into being uh, part of all of this and working for for them. Uh, so so yeah, and she tells uh, which you missed part of this. Uh, she tells Darlene like you are a horrible human being, and nothing you ever do or say can erase that, and. You you now have to live with that, and you're going to have to die knowing it. I mean, she just like smacks her. Yeah, I kind of heard her. that through your... Yeah. <laughs> she smacks her in the face with this, this massive truth. Um, Elliot did what he set out to do, but not before we found out that Romero did not have a reverse for the 5-9 hack. Um, Romero found out that somebody did. He was spying on everyone and had uncovered, um, which in hindsight, again, a lot of things get put into focus. Um, we knew Romero was spying on everyone. We knew Romero did not trust Elliot. Part of that reason is because he discovered Elliot, or better yet, Mr. Robot, had created a reverse to the hack. And so Elliot goes to, to, to reverse the hack and finds out that it's not there and that somebody else had created it and it was Mr. Robot, but he has to talk to Mr. Robot, something we have not really seen this season. He has to talk to him several times in this episode to try to work together and the first conversation is more about going to rescue Darlene. And the second, com which is great because it's on the Ferris wheel. There's so many callback shots. We I can't even get into it. Um, but <laughs> We'll have to do that later. But uh, the second one, I mean, it, everybody on this show should get an Emmy. And I keep flipping, and I, I really do think um, Tyrell is, like, a command performance this year. Like, for Best Supporting Actor, yeah. But you watch this episode, and watch Christian Slater give that final speech to Elliot. I mean, that that that's his Emmy right there. Yeah, it and, was good, and not even like a oh yeah. I mean that was it was so compelling and so moving to see this character who we've only really known to be um, kind of off the wall and uh, unwieldy to be raw and emotional. Not in a violent or uh, brutal way, but just in a very uh, 
tearjerker makes it sound just phony, but it it was it but it was really moving, and you know him telling. Well, that could be if it was the last time we see him. That would be a great exit for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. just you're right. It would be, um, but I mean, I I have no doubt that we're going to see more of him because he specifically tells Elliot like we have to communicate. Like, we have to be together in this, you know? And that's part of the problem with both of them is that they've been working against each other for so long um, that it's it's created a lot of problems. Um, The other big reveal is, well... There's plenty, but maybe one of the biggest is the return of a character that, I mean, this in this show, I guess nobody's ever gone unless they're dead. And even then, we keep seeing people pop back up. But of all the characters we met in three seasons, if you ask me which one would I bet money we'll never see again, it would be Fernando. He served his purpose. He killed Shayla. He went to jail. He's done. And the last five yeah, minutes of this really episode, yeah. he's back. He's just a traveler. That was pretty, yeah, pretty weird. So, I mean, his his big exit from the show was brave traveler. You know, he has that speech with Elliot talking about how he's a brave traveler or whatever. And, you know, to see him show back up and talking to Darlene at the end, I was just like, where in the hell is this going? You know, and how is this going to play out? Like Elliot wants to, to kill him and he wants to kill Elliot I'm assuming so uh yeah I just I'm floored man what a damn finale um so many deaths and so many turns um I don't know I don't even know if I could pick a favorite moment man Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I did like when he took the axe to old buddy. But... I, I just kept hoping. I was like, please don't kill Dom. Like, if you're, if you're drawing it out like this, surely we're going to let this idiot die. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, I do feel like at one point in time, I felt like uh, Price saying, you've got to just face the truth that you were conned was Sam Esmail telling us, like, you, you've got to realize that this was never about time travel. And all of that is smoke and mirrors. And 
you you just got to face the fact. But then when Elliot reverses the hack, one of the first things we see is Superman flying into space, reversing the axis of the Earth, and for whatever reason, sending it back, sending everybody back in time so that he can save Lois after she dies. A pretty iconic moment from the. It. Okay. Superman 3? No. Superman 2, I think. Now we sound like idiots. So. Uh, Sorry if you hear me clicking. Lois Lane dies in. Let's see. The Death of Lois Lane. No, it's from Superman the movie. So it's from the first one. I said I was going to say that, and I was like, no, wait, is it in Superman 2? Nope, it's in Superman 1. So, the death of Lois Lane from Superman the movie. So, um, so yeah, he flies around the Earth backwards and goes back in time to save Lois. So, while on one hand it felt like he was saying... No, that was all smoke and mirrors. On the other hand, he's going like, but wait, like, there's still time travel. Like, that's still up in the air. It's still a possibility. You don't know. You don't know what we're going to do. And then, I don't, actually, I do know what my favorite moment is. Because I, 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 (laughs) it's funny. I podcasted with Spencer a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about Lost a little bit. And he was like, you know, you mock Lost a lot and make fun of it. And he's like, but you repeatedly say that Lost has given you your favorite television scene of all time. And it it has. There's an episode called The Constant. And there's a scene in it. People that have seen it know it very well. uh, Between Desmond and Penny. And it's just, it wrecks me, man. Just even thinking about it wrecks me. But there is a moment in this episode where we're seeing Elliot find this CD that's going to help him reverse the hack. And Mr. Robot is saying, like, it's embedded in an image on a CD. You'll know it when you see it. And he's just clicking through these pictures of him and his dad. I knew what picture it was before. When he said that, I knew what picture it was. Yeah, but the fact that it's that picture just... Because I remember that picture kind of resonating with me to begin with. And then bringing it back. While it's a very obvious choice for the show, it still means a lot. Well, that picture has also shown up many times during the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. While, like I'm saying, it, it was obvious. It was a very obvious choice. But... It still hit me like right where it was supposed to emotionally. Like I just, I mean, it's not quite as good as I will. Uh, what she says, it's not I will find you, but uh, the Desmond Penny moment. It's not quite as good as that, but it comes really freaking close, man. 
So it, rewatching it, it might, it might, it might destroy me. So we'll see. Because I'm gonna rewatch the episode. If I didn't have to go to work tomorrow, I'd rewatch it tonight. Um, any other big things that we've skipped over? Oh, Leon, mother, what a badass! I kind of saw that coming too. Like, yeah, but he he was gonna be Elliot's homeboy no matter what. So. We've seen this dude do nothing but lie around shuffle people from place to place and smoke weed like that's literally all we've seen him do he takes out like five people just bam 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 and then he tells that dude he's like yo I think that's for you (laughs) I mean oh my god Joey Badass living up to his name that was an incredible sequence, man. I mean, the whole episode from beginning to end was just, just amazing. So, I, I, the wait for season four is going to be too long. It, it's just going to be too long. Um, anyway, so I, we, I, going to try to keep it short. Was there? Is there anything? No, that's that's pretty good. Um, uh, I got a major crampage in my arm right now, so that sucks. My brain, my brain isn't really on <laughs> <laughs> on Mister Robot. Um, yeah, it's like how do I get this cramp out of my arm? <laughs> so we're gonna it's gonna be a few days, but we will have a longer in depth episode. Um, and we're also going to do a season wrap-up with our friend Jess in Atlanta. Um, actually, if we can schedule it so that we all three are talking about the finale, that might work. Since we're having to wait a few days. Um, we'll have to get with her. So, y- you've definitely got one more episode coming. Possibly two. And then, um, we are probably going to sporadically talk about a show called Happy on the Sci-Fi Channel. So just be forewarned. If you're not watching it, you should check it out. Because while it's not the... uh, What would you call it? It's not the... uh, kind of high drama or... what it's, It's not the thinking show that Mr. Robot or a show like Legion is, it's kind of more in the vein of Preacher. Um, it the first We watched the first episode, and I, I watched it and called you and said, hey man, if you haven't watched any of Happy yet, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be your new favorite TV show. And you said, oh, I saw some of it. And I don't think I was far off. Now, we're only one episode in, but... What what an episode. <laughs> uh, it was good. So we're going to talk about that. By the time we get around to it, I think the first two episodes will have aired. And we'll get we'll kind of do those all at once. And it, it'll be, it won't be quite as in-depth, I don't think, as we well, do Well, the first Mr. two Robot. will have aired, and then the next two air together. Yeah. So, so, um, so we'll, we'll do it like that. We don't know how many episodes the first season's going to have yet. 
I think they filmed eight episodes, but I don't know if they're doing more than that. So, so we'll talk about that while we wait on Legion to come back in sometime in February, I think. So, but uh, anyway, so yeah, go check that out. You can watch it on the Sci-Fi app uh, or on Sci-Fi.com. S-Y-F-Y, because, you know, they're dummies. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in a few days talking about this effing, insane, brilliant finale. Yeah, that's about, that's about <laughs> the extent of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else. I think I've rambled enough. So, yeah, we'll see you guys in a bit. Bye, everybody. I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast one last time for 2017. Uh, Well, no, no, that's a little premature, I guess. Because we might get to record with Jess before the year is out. Um, I'm planning on it. So, I just know Christmas is this weekend, and then New Year's is the weekend after that, and I know people get really busy. Uh, we got really busy, um, which is why we recorded that, that short episode, but we're planning on recording a longer one. I'm going to blame myself, because... God, I just had so much crap going on in the last, like, uh, five days. But this is the first week we've not had a Mr. Robot episode to look forward to in two and a half months. And it feels a little weird as long as the wait was to get to this season. Like, the idea of not, probably not seeing another season for over a year is... I don't, I don't want to say depressing because it's not like oh, I'm gonna like you know throw myself out of a window or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It just it freaking sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's this is the best season out of the three, so you, it gives us a lot to. So you you think this is definitely the best season? Oh yeah. I think um, I'm. I think I'm with you. Um, it, as great as the revelations in the first season were, I don't know if there's anything like this finale, man. And I'm seeing people complain about it, and it's kind of upsetting to me because I don't like. What do you want, man? What do you want? What is there to complain about? Nothing. I mean... <laughs> but sorry if you hear some car driving down the street. So, yeah. Um, I'm podcasting from a new place. I have moved. So, it's that drug dealer guy's house. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's followed me now. He thinks I'm Darlene. So, but yeah, I have moved. And so our podcast might be sounding a little different. Um, you might hear a dog barking that isn't Ryan's dog and is probably much louder uh, because there's a dog in this house. 
in the in this house and you might also hear a cat occasionally because now I live with a dog and a cat which means I went and bought stock in uh, Zyrtec because I'm allergic so um, but yeah so forgive us if it sounds funky um, one of us also one of us has seen Star Wars and one of us has not so I would I would say definitely expect a Star Wars episode before the end of the year, right? <laughs> I want to know how that makes the podcast different. <laughs> what that one of us has seen Star Wars and one of us has not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, just the way you said it was like. Plus, one of us has seen Star Wars and one of us has not. I just wanted to I'm add a that much in there. Happier person in my life right now. Um, not really. Although I, I would be happier have I, had I seen it, but I'm going to do the... I, I'm really interested to find out if that's true. So, But see, you're a lot like me, though. You don't really get like nitpicky and like, well, that was stupid. And I mean, in a, in a like truly negative way. Like, we'll watch the prequels and be like, oh, this is dumb. This is just dumb. But not in a like, did you ruin in my childhood, man? So we're kind of in that same boat where we don't don't fall on that sword for Star Wars. And it's like, eh, it's a good time. So no, you know what ruins my childhood? Things like the Disney Channel remaking Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> that kind of crap ruins my childhood. Not because, and not even in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was trying to expand on a universe. At least he tried. I mean, like, the Disney Channel was like, yeah, just do whatever you want. <laughs> what, remake something old? Yeah, that's fine. Um, it, don't, it, it doesn't even have to be close to the original. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm sure you've never seen it, but... The remake? No, I don't have little yeah. kids, so... It's terrible. It's freaking I horrible. Wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, Alright, so let's talk about Mr. Robot. You've had almost a week now to watch the episode. If you still haven't seen it, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, we're going to spoil it. Um, so, there you go. You've had plenty of time to turn us off by now. So, the episode. Episode 10 of Season 3, or 3.9, Shutdown, which is, I mean... A pretty apt title, but uh, it's got the minus R, which means something in a CD language, but I can't remember. There's plus R, minus R, and plus minus R. Yeah, I can't remember what's what. And then there's RW, which that doesn't say RW, so it's not. Anyway, yeah. that I should have looked that up before I even brought it up, so. Um, and it's funny because, well, I guess I don't, unless you know the title of the episode, then it's, it's not, it's not a dead giveaway, although they do make a pretty obvious statement about the CD at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I mean, I, I you think it's something funny. I rewatched it and it shows the CD and I was like, why do I feel like that I need to know something about that CD? And that was the second time I watched it. <laughs> you forgot about it? Well, so totally much forgot about it. So much other stuff happens. It's kind of easy to do. 
But yeah, shut down minus R, like knowing that, and then if you go into it knowing that, and then they do that like close in on the CD after they ransack his house, it's just or his apartment. It's like oh, okay, well now that's definitely important. So you know, but in case you didn't know that that's the name of the episode, I I just wish it was a little more subtle. But I, I I'm not complaining about it. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. So, um, I, I just drank some Sprite, guys. I'm going to apologize and tell you I'm going to try not to drink anymore for the rest of the episode. No, don't do that. <clears throat> you'll hear you'll hear me drinking. So I got that permanent freaking dry mouth. So, all right. So Dark Army breaks into Elliot's apartment, ransacks it. El- Elliot's watching from the other apartment that he's renting, um, which, I mean, what a setup that turned out to be you know yeah, that, that makes him my OG <laughs> <laughs> you know it originally was like oh I got this apartment for Darlene so she can keep an eye on me and now it's his little hideaway to spy on people who might be coming to get him so I mean it, it's just well played you know it's small very small thing but very well played uh, meanwhile, the FBI is talking to Darlene, uh, or the FBI guy, whose name I just don't remember. Uh, he essentially just... Probably Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> Agent Johnson. No relation. Um, he uh, takes Darlene, and Dom. we see Dom finally putting the pieces together, which... At least, like, we've watched, you and I both have watched enough, like, crime television to, like, predict almost anything and get frustrated when it's like, okay, well, the clues were just so obvious. Like, making it seem like they're geniuses for drawing this straight line really is an insult to most people's intelligence. You know, but I think most of the time it makes a certain set in the audience feel a little smarter. You know, it's like, oh, um, yeah, I figured it out, too. No, if, if Carol Burnett shows up on Law & Order, she is most definitely not the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, But I'll say all that to basically say, I don't think Dom not putting the pieces together makes her less of a, a force and a, an intelligence, you know? Like, I don't think she's dumb for not realizing that the FBI was in on Naive, maybe. No, I maybe. think she's... It, this kind of not realizing it is shows her belief in her the system that she works for. Right, which makes and, her naive, not dumb. Right. So, so yeah, I, him clocking her in the face was just... Was kind of a shock when I saw it. And almost just as much the second time, because it happens so fast. And it's yeah, you get so... all smoky, like, damn! <laughs> <laughs> it's so well filmed. Like, you know, we get that long shot, so you can do it, like, where it looks almost as brutal as possible, you know? Because it, it should. This this is a desperate, desperate dude. Um, yeah, the long shot was great. <laughs> who... Just, I'm so glad he met his end. Um, so anyway, Elliot, 
at the gala, it goes to the rendezvous, which is just that F society hangout. Um, and you know, kind of opens his dark army notebook there on his computer, like the hack that he's got on them. And we find out that they have 600,000 compromised systems. Like they are, no, sorry. I, I said that wrong. They have compromised 600,000 computer systems, which means they own every right. piece of information, everything. And he, he starts to like rage out because, you know, he knows that, uh, Darlene's going to die and he punches the popcorn machine, which is a great callback to him putting the gun in the popcorn machine. <laughs> Um, and then he finally just, I, I'm not calms down, but it's that moment where like the, the bad guy and the good guy realize that they're both kind of the good guy and decide to team up together to take on the real bad guy. Like it's a very comic book thing. Only we don't have the, like this whole season has been the fight, right? Like, of these yeah. two forces, like, constantly trying to get at each other and uh, kind of uh, undermine the other one. And this is Elliot finally, like, offering a truce and saying, you know, we have to save Darlene. And so he goes to the Ferris wheel, which, again, another callback. There's a lot of visual callbacks to first season stuff in this show or in this episode. And I know we've, there's like a whole episode of me rambling about all of this stuff. It wasn't last week. (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm like, I, I swear to God last week you were like, call back to this, call back to this, call back to this. Yeah, but um, no, no, there's one, there, the episode where, like, you get, uh, let's say, cranky at the end, you're like, I'm tired, man, you've been talking for two hours. <laughs> I oh, think okay. I went on, like, endlessly about, <laughs> like, this is a reference to this, and, like, it, it's this whole mirroring thing, and all of that, all of that stuff, and, and it's all still in play here, um, but specific like there's a great one at the end and I will get to that um but yeah Elliot put putting his hand through the popcorn machine I really like the Ferris wheel I loved I I wish that every scene ever with Mr. Robot and Elliot was them sitting in the Ferris wheel because for whatever reason it, it just works so are you watching the show while you're No, my phone just started like broadcasting a news thing. <laughs> Say Siri. I guess I had a website open somewhere. Say Siri, tell me the Daily Five Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Should I ask her? I mean, we could see what happens. Siri, what's the Daily Five Nine? Nothing. <laughs> Checking my sources. Okay. I found this on the web for What's the Daily 59. 
<laughs> the Daily 59. Alexa holds the key to a new Mr. Robot. Experience. <laughs> Siri, Interactive experience. Siri I'm just a... web searched Alexa. That's nice. I know. You should ask Siri what Alexa is. Siri, what's Alexa? Okay. Check it out. Alexa Internet Inc. is an American company based on... Yep, nope. That's crap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Dom's put it all together. Oh, no, I was past that. Uh, Siri, what's your favorite podcast? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, so, him talking to Mr. Robot on the Ferris wheel <laughs> and admitting that he missed him, which we already knew because he, like, he owned up to that, to Darlene. Um, but they have this whole moment of, like, they're part of each other. It's, it's that, like, the heroes kind of, you know, come to terms with each other. You know, Spider-Man and Wolverine saying, oh, wait, hey, we're on the... Or, I guess more like Daredevil and the Punisher saying, like, oh, wait, we're on the same side. Right. So, and... Uh, now, here, here's where I want to to kind of lay another criticism. Um, Elliot asking Mr. Robot, what did he mean by what he wrote on the mirror? Elliot already knew that. Was he just confirming it? I I had a question about that too. Like, you're the smartest guy in the room. Why would you ask that question? Well, see that that's if he didn't have the information, then yeah, ask that question. Um. But he had the information, and he is smart enough to draw that conclusion. We actually hear him draw that conclusion in the previous episode. So, that's what confused me. I was like, is he just confirming this? Because he already knows all of this. But a better question would have been like, did that mean, did what you wrote in the mirror mean there's a mole? They have a mole in the FBI? That's a better question. Not what did you mean? He meant what he meant, is which is exactly what he wrote. They own the FBI. Now that can have several different meanings, but he meant what he meant. Right. So I guess it's the way he phrases the question that I have a problem with. Not necessarily that he needed to know that there was a mole. You know, just the way he worded it could be better and again I know that's like it's a very very small criticism of this episode very small um so yeah so the FBI has a mole something we already knew and have known for like three or four episodes but that's okay um Dom wakes up in the back of the car and is just like you son of a bitch <laughs> um and that's when we finally see her just like, she just lays it. This is the exposition, right? Of her laying it out for anybody that doesn't get it yet. Right. <laughs> um, which, the way it's played doesn't feel like exposition. It, it is like anybody who's, like if you solve something, 
you kind of just lay it out for yourself. You're like, oh, this happened, and that, then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And so, A to B to C to D, this is how we got here. And it doesn't feel like, oh, in case you're dumb and not been paying attention, this is how everything went down. Um, which, honestly, she just rattles off a bunch of names. If you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have any idea what she was talking about anyway. Because... Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who those people are, you're going to be like, wait, who is she talking? Because she doesn't say Trenton and Mobley. You know? <laughs> she uses their real names. Which I don't remember at this point. Um, she does say Romero, but that was his real name, I think. Uh, as far as I know. I can't remember. I know we found out because we saw his mom or grandmother or something. Uh, she had all that weed. Um, but I don't remember if that was his real name or not. And old FBI buddy starts defending himself because, of course. And we, I guess we eventually find out that he's not wrong. That they do, like, really do their homework and threaten your family and all of that stuff. But, you know, he did betray a bunch of people and kill them and or at least get them killed you know help cover up a bunch of stuff um so i don't know again it's like these morally gray characters that i really really appreciate because you feel bad for the dude but he's still a dirtbag <laughs> Yeah, he was a dirt bag. Um, was. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but um, what did you think about the answers we got with Angela? Because um, I really wanted to know what you thought about that. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we, that actually isn't too far. So... Uh, Elliot, I mean, you can go back and lead up to this. Well, no, I mean I the the next question. No, the <laughs> no, the next stuff is pretty. Like Elliot's digging through uh, the FBI dude's stuff. Can't hack him. Like it didn't lead anywhere. Uh, finds a cipher that he's and Mister Robot's like, not this crap again. And then Irving shows up just out of yeah. nowhere. And that's when he's like, Elliot. Wait, wait just a minute. No, Elliot. <laughs> I think you need to look. <laughs> and we're back to Mr. Robot and Elliot being two people instead of two people in one body. Because they're both doing different things. Like, Mr. Robot picks up the menu with the cipher on it and puts it in front of Elliot. It's not... But it's still Elliot doing it. it, it you know what I mean? Like, this is a lot like season one, because there were all these moments that were, you know, kind of throwing you off, or throwing me off, as to if they were the same person. And we're back to that symbiotic relationship, where they're both existing at the same time, and doing, one person is doing one thing, but we're seeing it as two separate actions, you know? And I, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Um, as much as I've liked them kind of working against each other, 
it is a lot more fun to watch them in a scene together like this, playing um, kind of bad cop, uh, weird cop, you know? <laughs> so, weird cop. I mean, which one's the bad guy? <laughs> Mr. Robot. I know, I'm just kidding. So, then we get Angela uh, at this house, which. When the first time you watched it, did you think that she was going to see White Rose? I had no idea. I, I thought, because um, I, the last time we saw her, she was like getting in that car. She was like, we're ready. And I was like, oh, yeah, wow. but I think, yeah, I thought she thought she was going to see White Rose. But I didn't necessarily think she was going to see White Rose. Okay. I thought, I just thought she was. I thought a lot of different things. One of them was White Rose. One of them was where she wound up with Price. And uh, then I thought maybe she was just going to a loony bin somewhere. (laughs) So uh, there's this dude acting all weird. And he's the first person that mentions Price. He's like, Mr. Price will be be here shortly or something like that. You know, he's kind of, I guess, like the butler. Um... I just, I don't, I don't know. I was confused as to what this dude's place was. But, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, Cordy's there, though. They saved the fish. <laughs> yeah. So The fish is going to be the only thing left by the end of this show. It just the last shot of this show is just going to be Cordy swimming in his, it'll be like, um, what was the, the, the. What is this? Um. You won't no, not like all. that. <laughs> no, I was thinking more like the TV show where everybody was in the snow globe, and it was like in the kid's head. Herman's it, head? No, it's the Doctor Show. Saying elsewhere. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, the last episode, you find out that like there's this autistic kid, and he has this snow globe, and it's the Saint Elsewhere Hospital. And, like, the whole show took place in his imagination. It's a very weird ending. But my, I was spoiler getting, alert! I mean, for a 25-year-old show, or whatever, <laughs> yeah, spoiler, yeah. Spoiler alert for Newhart. Um, he wakes up at the end, and the whole thing was a dream. So, there you go. That he was still Bob Newhart. Yeah, the from Newhart the show. other Bob Newhart show. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so... Where was I? Oh, Angela at the house. Oh, the Cordy thing. My point was that this will all be like, Cordy will be in a fishbowl and this will have all taken place like in the fish's imagination. So, Cordy's memoirs. (laughs) So, back at the barn, FBI guy mouthing off about, you know, uh, maybe it's time for you to clean up my messes. You know, talking to the the dark army people, uh, Leon being the man. That is the exact point I knew he was gonna die. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mouthing like, off to Irving. Telling mob bosses and people that they're gonna clean up your messes now. It's my turn to be on top. Like, That's well, when you die. You just outlived your usefulness, buddy. So you got a little too big for your britches, and now they're gonna kill you. So, uh, Irving 
decides that they're going to hit him, Dom, and the FBI dude are going to take a walk. And uh, then we get Mr. Robot in the barn laying it all out for Elliot. Like, here's what we've got. You know, what's the plan? And Elliot's like, no, she's watching. Like, she, she's she's watching. There's a camera up there. Like, there's nothing we can do. And uh, back to Irving with his axe to grind with the FBI guy, pretty literally. Uh, getting out his frustrations. I love him uh, telling Dom, like, I'm going to need verbal confirmation here. <laughs> He's like swinging that axe into the dude's chest. <laughs> and uh, we get, I, I want to know if you picked up on this. Like, we talk about the wearing the stuff on the sleeves. Like, it's influences on its sleeves, this show. Um, I think that, that like go back to, well, actually this whole sequence with the, him hitting the dude with the ax and screaming at Dom and then cut back to the barn and Leon's, you know, just sitting there being all Leon and, you know, we get, we get Mr. Robot or Elliot, I think says they're preparing for someone important to come. Like they've been told not to act. And the music, like the camera cuts to the limo and we get White Rose's little boy toy riding up in the, the limo and that music kicks in. It's like very Tarantino, right? Like all of that. Oh, very much. So like um, even the song choice, I don't remember what it was, but I remember going like, that's like a cutaway that uh, Tarantino would use. Like you cut away... Like you have Elliot saying they're preparing for someone important to come, and you and your first question is who is it? Who is the important person? And it immediately cuts away to who it is with a song explaining what who you're looking at essentially, and very very Tarantino. <sighs> I thought it was good though. Oh, it's brilliant, man. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that Sam Esmail out Tarantino's Tarantino, but I think, I mean, you're, you're a much bigger Tarantino fan than I am. I think it's fair to say he has a little bit more subtlety than Tarantino. <laughs> I'm not wrong, am I? No, I'm sorry. I hit mute on my mic. No, you're, you're dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, he doesn't have, I don't think he has maybe as much style as Tarantino, but he's got, he's got way more subtlety. Um, and so this someone important pulls up is Irving standing there covered, half covered in blood. Um, and he tells old buddy, like, you need to send your men over there to the, to that pile of wood. There's a mess to clean up. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I killed the FBI guy, but it's okay because I got somebody better. Not as high ranking, but she definitely has potential. And, you know, <laughs> like we get this whole, like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm taking my sabbatical. Like, I've earned it, you know. And this, uh, I wish I could remember this dude's name, man. I, I was going to say I should learn it before next season, but it almost doesn't matter at this point. So... Unless he does come back. So, which we'll talk about that. Um, 
Irving says something about spontaneous overtures, though. Like, talking about uh, White Roses, that's what he calls, I guess, whatever they're doing. Like, the wording really intrigued me. Because I have no idea what that's alluding to. Like, if that's about their little love tryst, or if that's about the special project, or if it's just about the fact that White Rose just disposes of people. It's all about her flights of fancy. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good question. Um, no, I have no idea, because I didn't really think about it, but... Uh, it really caught me the second time. I was like, what is he talking about? Spontaneous overtures. Um, if you got any theories, let us know. Uh, Podcast at gmail.com. So, here's where we get into, like, in my notes, it says negotiations and revelations. Like, that's, that's this whole section is Angela going through essentially the 12 stages of grief or at least most of them <laughs> in a matter of like four minutes. Um, because, uh, you know, we already brought up star Wars once, but if ever there was a star Wars moment in this show, it is this one, you know? Uh, yeah. The... yeah I can't full on agree with that. It's, it's, and it's really weird to sit there and watch her go through that. <laughs> The the Mr. Robot is your dad thing, I guess, was kind of a Star Wars moment, but it's it's also something that like they were kind of broadcasting. Like if you were if you were honing like focused in on it, you could just put those pieces together. If you say that you knew that Price was Angela's dad, you're effing lying. You're you're just lying. Yeah, there's no way you caught that. I mean, everybody thought that this was some dirty old dude trying to pick up some woman that he caught a glimpse of, you know? There's no way you put that together. And holy hell, man. Like, what a... Just... What a moment, man. What a moment. And with Angela already almost completely at her wits end to have to then deal with that is, I don't know. It was great. It it was a, I thought a fantastic performance from both of them. Yeah. Um, she, that snap back into reality that she had was. Okay. So yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like, did you buy, that she bounced back into the the real quote unquote real world as quickly as she did. Yeah, because that's why I wanted to know what you thought. Um, I don't think she was as far gone as we were led to believe. I think it's more of a, a buying into a delusion and well, that's, I, why, that's what I mean is she kind of bought into her own craziness 
And when all of that slapped her in the face, it was kind of like, I'm not crazy. Yeah, it's... So I, I don't think she was that far gone in the first place. It's some... some there's a lot of things I want to compare it to, but I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> um, it's, it's like somebody who's like wholeheartedly bought into some, I, and I'm not talking about all organized religions or anyone in specific, but you see people that go off the deep end with their religious beliefs and and what i not beliefs that they were raised in these you've seen people who come to a religion and like just all of a sudden become this they sound like lunatics you know and you're like okay like believe what you want to believe but why are you mumbling and ranting and i mean he'll never listen to this and I won't say his last name but we had a dude that we used to work with named Mark who would go back and forth on like his religious stuff right and he was at, when he was fine he was a nice guy and fun to be around all just just a good dude but then like this switch would flip and he would become kind of not a lunatic like I, I didn't think he was going to murder anybody but it's like dude calm down like you know god's not gonna step down from heaven and like strike you dead or whatever <laughs> you know and that's kind of what it was like and then she has this moment of being like you said slapped in the face with reality and everything just comes into focus and you start to realize that some of the things that you thought seemed so rational now seem completely insane. And I've had those moments where I was just like, Oh, like why, why did I think that? And, and it is pretty split second, you know, you just get hit with something and you're like, Oh no. Yeah. I, I'm being crazy. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to her. Cause it was a, almost immediate where she was like, but she was going to bring my mom back. And I mean, she knew when she's saying all that stuff that it was never going to happen. So th there's a bunch of, this kind of goes, this, that whole segment goes back and forth between Angela and Elliot and Elliot lays out. Like, I know about all your hacks. Like I own the dark army. And, you know, of course, old buddy's like, no, you're lying. You've outlived your usefulness. You know, I'm going to kill you and your sister. And, you know, he's like, no, I know about you hacking the DNC. I know about North Korea. Okay, so those two things he specifically mentions are two very real things that happened, though maybe not in the way he's talking about. And like we've already, and a lot of it has to do, not, not getting political, a lot of it has to do with Trump becoming the president, you know, and 
we already had them kind of incorporate that into it, but to get even more real world, this makes me think that next season we are going to open in present day. Like the show will jump two years. What do you think? You think I don't know. I, I I wouldn't mind it. I I don't think it would bother me. Um, some people it might would, but I mean, some people hated last season, and some people didn't like the finale. So f those people. <laughs> um, I liked last season, but I can see where you had a falling off of last season, and people were skeptical to come back to this season. But yeah. no, th- this is so. So the the Congo thing, like Elliot's big promise is that he can move this project in Washington Township to the Congo. And it's a very, very tiny answer to a question we've been asking all season. What the hell is the Congo stuff about? So I guess now the question is, what is this project in Washington Township, which is the project we know is responsible for the death of Elliot and Angela's parents? So, what the hell were their parents working on? Time travel? <laughs> you think so? I No. <laughs> I think it's a red herring, but... Me too. Like, I, and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know... I was the one waving that flag. And I'm still kind of quietly waving a much smaller flag. Um, But at the same time, like at this point, it does kind of feel like he's just trolling us. And by us, I I mean like me. It honest to God feels like Sam Asimov is trolling me. So. That's hilarious. (laughs) Um. And not in, like, the crazy way. Just in the more, like, God, I've been screaming about this since last season. Like, it's going to turn out to be a time travel show. And, no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, Which is fine. Like, I'm down for the ride. Whatever it is, man. I'm just down for the ride. Um, So... Yeah, like, when I watched it the second time, I was just like, wait, so their parents were both involved in this. Um, So what the hell were they working on, you know? And I hope that that's a question we get answered next year. Like, if if nothing else comes out of next season, I want to know what this project is. Like, what can you do in Washington Township that you will transport to the Congo. Like, those are not two things that relate to each other. Um, And it can't be just, like, dumping chemicals or something, you know? Um, um, So, yeah, Elliot gets, gets all bold, and Price tells Angela that White Rose is just delusional. Like, all of this was to get at him. Yeah, and it's a very sad realization. 
Now, I believe that he believes that. What remains to be seen is if that's actually true. You know, are we now, like, if you're in the, the group, which I, again, I, I still, I'm not abandoning my, like, oh, it's going to be about time travel. I'm just saying now I just feel like I'm getting trolled. Um, if, like, are we now the Angela of the show? Like, we're, those of us in that camp. We're just wandering. We don't know who our parents are. Or... I'm not gonna say parents, we're just confused. But, like we don't yeah, want to face really, the reality. Really like we, we don't. Think that the past will come back to not haunt us, but come back to us to make everything better. It, you know what's really funny, man? And uh, you'll probably get this, and we can talk about it when we do talk about Star Wars. I, honest to God, because I watched this episode the day before I saw the new Star Wars movie, I think I would have enjoyed the new Star Wars movie a lot more if I hadn't just watched this episode. Because really? the themes are very similar. And from like two, it's like two different sides of the thematic coin. And I think this show does it much better than the new Star Wars movie does. <laughs> so... It's it's gonna be fun to talk about. Um so so yeah, um Leon uh well Elliot, you know, says he can move this project and Leon goes all like badass killer on us and just kills four people. One, two, three Or is it three? At least it's at least three. It's at least three. Um, just blam, blam, blam. And <laughs> we're just kind of left there again in a Quentin Tarantino type of scene. Whereas where old buddy, uh, the boy toy, his phone starts ringing. He's like, I think that's you, bro. <laughs> it was freaking awesome, man. It, it was probably... I'm not going to say my favorite, but it's in my top three moments of the year. I don't know if it's in my top three. It's up there, though, because, oh, my God, what a what a well-executed, just perfect scene, man. And it, startling, but not in a, like, scary way. Um, you know... He get and then old buddy gets that phone call and it's White Rose, and we get get the you know you never believed in Elliot and you know our time has come to an end but I will find you again, which is her still laying that so White Rose believes that she will be able to time travel cross dimensions find an alternate universe, something to that effect, right? Because, be. I mean, all of that says, like, everything, without her coming out and saying it, everything says that. Um, so, Wh White Rose is not playing these people. Like, this is not going to turn out to be, White Rose is not going to turn out to be Hans Gruber. 
Like, oh, you thought I was a terrorist. I was really just a bank robber. Ha 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 ha. You know? Spoilers for Die Hard. <laughs> White Rose <laughs> actually believes this. So, which I guess is why whatever section of the audience that believes it can still buy into it. it me included. Like, because White Rose believes she can do this, I believe that it's possible. I don't know that it should be done, but I believe that it's possible. Like I some mean, I think, part of me. I think you got that one pretty much nailed. Um, as long as your your main bad, your big bad, your main antagonist believes that they're they can do what they want to do, this evil thing that they want to do. How can you not believe it? If we can get a villain like this, why in the hell can we not get a good Doctor Doom on the big screen? My last thought was immediately preceded by, when you were talking, all I was thinking about was Doctor Doom. I mean, if Doctor Doom says he's going to create a device that will blow up the Earth... How do you not try to stop him, even if you know he can't do it? So Because he believes he can do it, so you have to stop him. <laughs> so there was this storyline, and it's comic book spoilers. I mean, I don't... This was a few years ago, and it's almost all been undone since then. But there was a storyline in the Avengers books, or Marvel-wide, actually, a few years ago, that built up to a thing called Secret War, which is a rehash of something. Anyway, it's all. Um, so what happened was they found out like Reed and all of the other like big wigs, you know, and super intelligent people and whatever of the Marvel universe find out, found out that there were all these alternate universes, right? And because of all of their constant meddling in time and space, that these tears in the fabric of reality had started to just come undone. So these alternate Earths, these infinite universes, were crashing into each other, destroying each Earth. Until eventually the last two would collide, being the Earth that we know as the Marvel Universe and whatever the other one was. And... The only way they figure out how to stop it is to start traveling to these other universes and destroying them before they can collide. But it winds up being all in vain because no matter what they do, these it's going to come down to these last two, wor two worlds and they're going to just, you know, end the universe. So they figure out to, or they come up with a plan to basically take the infinity gauntlet and restart the world as this is happening. Like to use the infinity gauntlet to reshape the entire world. And when it comes down to it, none of them can do it. I, I'm pretty sure it's Reed. Reed takes the gauntlet and gives it to doom and tells doom that he has to do it because he's the only one with the 
ego to play God. And so Doom takes the gauntlet and reshapes the entire world with him as its leader. That's a pretty good storyline. Any of that sound like it might (laughs) fit into what we're talking about? (laughs) And ultimately what happens is that that you find out that uh, the heroes from the main Marvel Universe and some of the villains, they had created these ships that kept them outside of time. So when Doom reshaped reality, eventually they got pulled back in and had to go stop Doom and actually set things right. So, anyway, uh, long story short. But, uh, like, pieces of that sound really familiar, right? You got a, a kind of yes, egomaniacal yes. villain talking <laughs> about how they can reshape Don't reality. Don't give White Rose the infinity <laughs> Or Donald Trump. He's one of them. <laughs> uh, Trump wishes he was Dr. Doom, man. It sounds terrible, but I think I could fall in line under Doom. Be like, you know what, man? Like, he loves his people, and he's got a plan. Is it an evil plan? Sure. But he's got a plan. And he's usually right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so... uh, Dude offs himself in another brutal scene. uh, White Rose's uh, boyfriend... And another brutal, brutal scene. <laughs> uh, and, like, cut to Angela asking Price, like, what are you going to do for retribution? Because I won't end. And Price telling her, all that you have left is to accept that you've been conned. Which, I said this when we recorded, I felt like that was Sam Esmail finally saying... To us, like, you got conned. This is never about time travel. It was never going to be about time travel. You got conned. Um, and then we get Dom. Oh, my God. That Dom scene is just... I love her, man. And I don't disagree with her. But her telling uh, Darlene, you know, this is your fault. Darlene deserved every single You're bit right. of that, man. You're right. Uh, but the problem is Darlene will never think she deserved it, you know? <clears throat> and, and, and that the sounds like, time like I a watched knock. It, I, it was really cruel. I thought it was harsh. Like, she was trying to save this person, this person, trying to undo what they did wrong. But the second time I watched it, my only thought was, the only reason Dom is in this is because you drug her into the middle of it. Well, yeah, you went to her house, you got her drunk, you seduced her, then you tried to steal her stuff. You left her in a situation where she had to bring you in, you know? Um, but yeah, she says, you know, you're going to have to live with this, or live with that, you know, knowing what you've done to me, you're going to have to die with it. And that's just, oh, that was rough, man. Oh, and then that that's when she gives Elliot access to uh, Sentinel, and uh, we find out that Romero didn't have the reverse for the hack. He never did. He was just spying on all of them, and but he knew who did have the reverse 
for the hack. And at no point in time did I ever not know that it was Elliot <laughs> slash Mr. Robot. Like, after that moment, I was like, he, he created his own back door and forced himself to forget it. Um, you know, so, right? I mean, I don't think they were trying to hide that fact. No. Um, but, but they don't say it right away. Um, and I think maybe it's because, well, I don't know. I guess Elliot does, cause he does tell her cause he tells, uh, Darlene he's going to ride the subway for a while and then that he's going to, he's going to go fix it. Um, so I guess he does tell Darlene, um, but while they're on the subway, this is the one big revelation we did not talk about in our little 30 minute episode after it aired. We see Elliot, well, we get Elliot, uh, you know, talking. Well, actually, Darlene asked him, right? Like, why did you bring up Kevin McAllister? Right. The, the um, snowman, snowman that they made. And he's like, well, that, that was the day that dad pushed me out the window. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's the day he pushed me out the window. You know, he got mad because I told mom about his cancer and he pushed me out the window. You were little, so I guess I never told you. She's like, no, I was there. He never pushed you out the window, which floored me, man. I mean, just, I was like, what? That was almost as big as, holy, Darlene's your sister? <laughs> Uh, another one of those uh, Star Wars moments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a Star Wars moment. Um, God, I can't talk about it, man. <sighs> this is a Star Wars moment, too. Only Sam Asmell didn't know he was writing a Star Wars moment. <laughs> and then I watched the new movie, and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I can't wait to see this movie. Um, but it's not exclusive to Star Wars. It's there's a movie called Rashomon, where you get, um, basically a, the same story told from different points of view, and it actually probably goes back a lot further than that. But it, it's a, just a storytelling device where you see, once you start looking at a story from different points of view, you start seeing the flaws in the narrative. You right. Know? So we get Darlene's point of view, which is definitely the more accurate point of view, but it's still Darlene's point of view. You know, she, she just saw Elliot acting crazy, swinging a bat as a kid and threatening to jump out a window, which that's how he broke his arm. Now we've been under the, assumption since season one since they went and revisited his house actually we saw the scene didn't we um kind of sort of yeah where he as a kid Not exactly right it, it's um it's it's like it's not a flashback <laughs> it's well it's definitely not a flashback considering what we know now it's more like um 
like just us kind of seeing a brief memory that he has that that was inaccurate. Um, he goes back to the house in seasons like season one, episode eight or nine. Um, he goes back to the house and then kind of sees himself getting pushed out the window and maybe I might be wrong, but since we found out about his dad, quote unquote, pushing him out the window, we've kind of been under the assumption that that's what created this, this split, right? That that's kind of the fracture. That's where he starts coming apart and where Mr. Robot is probably born or at least let out of whatever part of mind Elliot's mind that he, he lived in. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that, but now it seems like that's not the case. Like, did you draw that same conclusion? No, I still think that's where Mr. Robot was born. Really? Cause when she's like, no, you started wigging out and screaming and yelling and swinging the bat and threatening to jump with Elliot, not remembering that. I feel like that, that it goes back further than that. Um, that's possible, but we haven't seen that far back. No. Well, that we know of. We have seen some stuff with his mom. Um, we, right. Which, she hasn't been brought up, outside of like a reference to mom and dad or mom or whatever. Like, we haven't seen anything, like, legit from her since season one. There was glimpses of her in season two where we thought he was living in his mom's house, but we haven't really gotten anything as far as like their relationship and their past since season one. So I'm wondering if that's going to play heavy next season that we're going to find out that maybe his mom was abusive. Maybe not. You know, God knows he's got enough women in his life manipulating him, and like we don't need another character like that. But I don't know. I feel like that that wasn't the 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 root incident. I feel like it it was it had to be before that at this point. Like we thought that the first time we we were seeing Mister Robot born when he sits down in the movie theater and starts talking to himself. And now I don't think that that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. So he says he's going to ride the subway for a while after that revelation. Um, he gets off, and I I talked about this in the that short episode, but that scene right there with Rami Malek and Christian Slater. Even watching it the second time, dude almost brought me to tears man yeah it was really good it, it was so so freaking powerful that i don't know it, it was like elliot say you know mr robot's like we're on the edge you know i think if you just give it a little more time like what good is it going to do to change it now you know let's keep pushing this those people are dead there's nothing we can do to change that let's keep pushing this you know in this forever and elliot's like no i I have to do this for me I, I cannot continue to live with myself and mr robot saying you know 
you know, he's like, something good came out of this. Uh, Elliot says, you know, they showed themselves. They, they showed who they are and I'm going to undo them. And Mr. Robot saying, you know, just promise me that we're going to do this together. You know, we have to be a team on this, which is, again, as good as this show has been this season, it's maybe the one thing this season was lacking that we finally got in this episode is them being a team again. Yeah, that was nice. It was, it was real nice to see. Um, uh, and the, uh, you usually do the, and then we see, but the, the coolest thing is then we see Superman flying backwards. <laughs> Sam Esmail trolling me. Superman stuff. <laughs> Superman flying backwards to reverse time to save Lois. And the funny thing is, on my second watch, they're having that conversation while this is going on. Um, he's walking down the street, his same old street, going home. Passing the same old people. Almost like we're back in season one. And then you get to see, you know, him go up his staircase. And my only thought the second time, because I know it doesn't happen, but it would have been so cool if somehow he walks in and Shayla's there. I watched the first episode of Smilf, by the way. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, I mean, it would have been awesome, but I feel like maybe that's the way the show should end. If we do wind up being about parallel universes or time travel or dimensions or whatever, I feel like that's a good ending for the show. If it, if that had been the last shot of the show, I'd be like, if you wrapped it up there, I'd be okay. Like sucks. Dom's going to be in the dark army's pocket sucks that. Darlene is, you know, not taking responsibility for the things she's done, which is going to wind up haunting her. You know, she's going to eventually have to come to grips with all that. And a lot of it sucks. Dark Army's still out there. These people are still in power. But, you know, he got a happy ending. Uh, he got his happy ending. And um, yeah, I, feel, I feel like that would be an an ending for the show, not an ending for the season. Um, right. Well, he did get kind of a, when he walks his, into his apartment, he does find the, that picture, the, man. God, when, like, and like you said, we knew what picture it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God, man. When he gets to it, it's just like such an emotional gut punch, man. And thinking about like, he, he tells Mr. Rubbi, he's like, did you know that I jumped? Did you know that I wasn't pushed? And I started thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that was, like, okay. So, in the second episode, right, uh, Mr. Robot pushes him off the pier. And he winds up in the hospital. And later that season, we felt like that that was that was foreshadowing for the fact that Elliot's dad had pushed him out of the window. 
And it, it was just like this this recurrence of that. That was like his his brain trying to tell him like, hey, don't forget, you know, remember your your dad was abusive to you or had this one moment of abuse that that caused all this pain for you. But then you find out Mr. Robot isn't real and Mr. Robot is his dad. Well, the personality looks like his dad, but he isn't real. So really threw himself off the pier. And it just turns out that what that moment in episode two is telling you from the get-go is that Elliot pushed himself, threw himself out the window. So when you find out that his dad pushed him out the window, the conclusion isn't like, oh, he was trying to tell himself that back when he threw himself off the pier. The actual conclusion is, oh, no, his dad didn't because he threw himself off the pier, he must have thrown himself out of the window, too. Yep. <laughs> That's... He's trolling us, man. <laughs> um, now, that Superman scene, though? Oh, my God. Now, we already had this conversation, but that is Superman 2, right? No, it's Superman 1. I thought we said it was Superman nope, 2. it's Superman 1. We thought, you said Superman 3. I was like, no, I think it's Superman 2. And I looked it up. I was like, no, we're both dumb. It's Superman 1. So, it's the first one. He flies backwards around the Earth, reversing its uh, uh, rotation, and thus reversing time. Um, which, not 10 minutes before that, we had Price basically looking at the camera and saying, except that you've been conned. This was never about time travel. And then immediately we get one of the most famous time travel scenes in the history of film. And probably one of the most head-scratching time travel scenes in the history of film. Because holy hell, it doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> and then you just kill everybody. And... Maybe it's a way of saying it's not about making sense. Um, I gotta bring up Lost. You know, while I have a lot of problems, um, I don't necessarily hold true to the like, oh, we should have gotten all the questions answered. It's not always about things making sense. It's about trying to do the right thing. You know? Every puzzle piece doesn't have to fit, but you have to be able to see the picture. So, I don't know. It, it might just be like a, ha, 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 I'm throwing time travel back in here. Uh, fooled you guys. Or it just could be like, yeah, hey, maybe it is about time travel, and maybe the time travel aspect just doesn't make any damn sense. It didn't in Superman, <laughs> but, oh my God, that scene works so well in Superman. So, yeah, and then that that's when he goes up to his apartment, gets the CD. We see the embedded image, and yay, we've reversed the hack. Um, everything is almost back to normal, although you know a bunch of people are now dead. So, but one person in particular is not. <laughs> and who would that be? I don't know his name. <laughs> um, so before we jump to that final scene, um, 
So I, I think I did this last year. I'm pretty sure I did this last year. Um, and I'm not saying he's influenced at all by Guns N' Roses songs. Uh, last year, I quoted a Guns N' Roses song that I was like, this like this season reminds me of this song when it was all said and done. I don't remember if I did it in the finale or talking about it later or whatever, or even before the finale. Um, but there's this, there's this Guns N' Roses. It's probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song. The other one was called Coma. Um, I think that's the one I talked about last year. This one's called Estranged. And I'm just going to read one verse from it. Like, it's pretty short. But tell me if you think I'm off base. Alright. Alright. When I find all of the reasons, maybe I'll find another way, find another day, with all the chasing... Mm, I messed it up. I'm going to start over. <laughs> uh, I should just cut that out, but I know I'm not going Do to. Do over. When I find out all the reasons, maybe I'll find another way, find another day, with all the changing seasons of my life, maybe I'll get it right next time. That's pretty good. Every, like, the song's good, but every time I listen to it, that gets me every time. Like, it's just so poetic. Actually, we're recording, so I, people can hold you to this. If anything ever happens and I die, you better have that carved on my tombstone. <laughs> okay, I will do it. Like, that's all I want. So, it doesn't, I, I, my name doesn't even have to be on there. Just that verse. And I'll have a, a MP3. No, solar no, it's like, it's like a tw- it's like a twelve minute song, dude. That's ridiculous. No, I, it was just gonna play. It's automatic. It's automatic. <laughs> when you when you step up to it, it's just like yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was listening to that on the way back oh, to Chattanooga. It would be even funnier is if people walk up to your grave and it says, "I'm Logan." <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm Ryan. This is automatic for the people. It's automatic. It's automatic. I'm trying to be all serious. If um, you walked up to somebody's grave, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. I'm Logan. <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, that would be amazing. Uh, no, what was I going to say? Oh no, I was listening to that song on the way back uh, to Chattanooga this weekend. And I got to that verse. I was like, man, this is like a lot like this season of Mr. Robot, you know, trying to, to find another, like you just keep messing it up and trying to find another way, like with, with all the changes, you know, trying to get it right next time. Um, so there's actually another verse that reminds me of Angela, but I'm not going to get into that. So. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, there's a song that reminds me of Angela. It's what? called stupid girl by garbage. <laughs> I don't think Angela's stupid. I don't think she's stupid either, but I don't think that song thinks the girl in the song is that stupid either. She's just like 
Stupid girl. <laughs> Stop being stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You see somebody and you're like, stupid girl. I know you're not stupid. Stop acting like like your kid. You're like, look, <laughs> I know you're not dumb. Stop acting dumb. If he hits you, leave. Uh, oh, wow, I'm reading the lyrics. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Stupid girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like being a, a fake, like being a poser. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's pretty good. Everybody, go listen to that song. Go listen <laughs> to both those songs. Speaking of songs, is that smooth criminal? Not smooth criminal. Um. No, just criminal. That's what it's called, right? Uh, by um, shoot, I can't think. Fiona Apple. Yes. I didn't. I don't remember hearing it. In in the 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 final scene. Um, hold on. If you hear me typing, I'm googling it. Uh, Fiona Apple. Is that who sang it? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yep, I was right. Um, I wasn't paying attention. So, okay. That's ta- a good song, too. Um, speaking of things that mirror things and callbacks to season one scenes, we had a post credit season. Uh, post- a whole season of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cannot talk, man. A post credit scene in at the end of season one that features a car driving up this driveway to this mansion and that's where we see price and white rose right and it's like kind of mind-blowing that these two characters are connected (sighs) so mirroring that only the reverse we see not a limo (laughs) Driving up and down a dark New York street as we cross paths with uh, Darlene and her new um, lady of the night friend. I don't know. what What's the politically correct term for hooker? <laughs> uh, that sounds good. Um, with her new friend. I think that's probably friend. more like an 80s political correct term. But... Yeah, lady of the night. Um, yeah. Yeah, prostitute, uh, hooker, um... Anyway, catch what me it? outside. <laughs> <laughs> so we see them them talking, kind of like it's very like, oh, I think things are going to get better from here, you know. And uh, but on the flip side of that, you have the, like the 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 other woman being like, well, I mean, I don't know that I want things to change. Like, I can't pay off my debt. I can't pay what I owe. You know, like. Maybe we just build up from here. Like, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, what it is. It's funny when you think about things like, like, if something like this actually happened, what do you think the percentage of, oh, thank God, as opposed to, what the hell are we going to do now? <laughs> what, what do you think, what do you think that percentage looks like? Um,. I don't know, man. I really don't. If you hear I'm me moving, I'm that moving the top around. One percent won't be affected hardly at all. Yeah. I mean, 
I could see that. Not as much. I won't say hardly at all. But they've got things in places for, I, I would think, that they could at least take care of themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. How Would you be okay with it? I think so. I don't have any investments. I don't... All you would do is wipe out any of my little debt that I have. And, I mean, what are they going to tell me? I don't own the house I don't want to live in anymore. So, okay, y'all can have it back. And <laughs> I don't owe you no money for it. <laughs> I don't own the house I don't want to live in anymore. Sorry, if you heard me moving around, it's, I had to get up and switch rooms for the dog starts going ballistic. So, if it, hopefully it wasn't loud and noisy. So. No, I barely could tell. Um, yeah, uh, my, uh, roommates are about to be home, so the dog will probably start barking. So, anyway, the, the end of all this is that Fernando Vera, a guy we met in season one, played by Elliot Villar, is back. The weary traveler that Elliot had put in jail. The person that killed Ryan's favorite character is back. So, someone who I would have bet you money we'd never see again. And he's back. So, I mean, where are we going from here, man? I don't know. That makes me really curious. Like, now this just returned, turned into a revenge plot for the weary traveler. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what what that's going to be. Um, the uh, there's a few more questions. Like, do you like we? Okay, so we know we'll see him next season. Do you think we're going to see Irving again, or is is Irving going to be like? Um, What's his name from season two? The, uh, God, what's his name? He's in Ghosted on Fox. Uh, the guy that was the warden. Yeah. Um, no, I think he'll be more like uh, Joey Badass. Yeah, well, he just kind of pops in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, we, so you don't think we've seen the end of Joey Badass either then? Oh, no. Okay, good. <clears throat> um,. Yeah, so that's that's season three, man. Uh, we're still going to do one more episode. We're going to talk with Jess in Atlanta. Um, but have you watched Smilf? I wanted to briefly talk about that. I watched like the first five minutes of an episode. Holy crap, man. She's definitely a Southie. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, i got to watch this. <laughs> it's good, but it's kind of tough. And yeah, uh, a lot of people criticize it. So, I mean, I think it's brutally honest, man. You know, I, it's a little racy. Um, well, no, it's definitely racy. It may be a little over that line of like comedically racy to just kind of push buttons, but you know, 
I don't think I'm the person to say that because I'm not a single mom raising a child, you know, worried about the things she's worried about. I'm not, I'm not a woman. So like there's a very specific subplot for the episode that has to do with lady parts to keep it relatively PG-13 and I'm not a woman. So I don't know. You know? Doesn't she have to like sleep with somebody to get a job or something? No. Um, maybe that was another. I know I've flipped through a couple of episodes, but not, I haven't watched them very long. But... The first episode is free right now on Hulu. If you're not overly sensitive, I would recommend that you watch it. And not overly sensitive and at least above the age of 17. <laughs> maybe if you're a kid, don't watch it. <laughs> Boobs. Uh, um, I mean, you definitely see those. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, well, there she really is. the only parts of the show that I've watched. There's a so. really long sequence where she's <laughs> she's gonna... It's like she's trying to have sex with a dude for a specific reason. And the dude kind of wigs out and stands up. And, like, we get just this shot of him standing there, full frontal, completely naked, for... For what seems like a while. <laughs> and he does not look like a porn star. Like, it would be like somebody like me standing there. <laughs> like, it's a very regular looking dude. So, I is kind of the, appreciate that. Is it the... Because there was a clip I've seen. Of course, I didn't see the nudity because it was uh, edited for a TV clip. Where right. She's in her room and like they're trying to hurry up and do it real fast. Uh, and the baby's on the bed. Yeah. Yep. That that's it. So. Yeah, it looked kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, in the moment, it's pretty funny. So, but uh, anyway, do you have anything else to add to the episode? For I don't want to do another two-hour episode. I feel like we abuse people. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm tired anyway, so. Yeah. So, all right. So, we'll be back. We've got to do an episode with Jess. We're going to do an episode. We're going to talk about the first two episodes of Happy eventually. Um, <coughs> and we're going to do a Star Wars episode. So, that's probably all coming up in, what, like the next three weeks or so? Yeah. No. If you're not watching Happy, go check it out. So, and go see Star Wars, man. What's wrong with you? I'm waiting on y'all. <laughs> I didn't mean you in particular. Oh. So, um, so our our plan is to go see it Christmas. Uh, Anthony hasn't seen it yet, and he wants to go next weekend. That's our cousin Anthony. I didn't know if you were interested in going or if you specifically just want to wait till Christmas. I'm waiting to go see it with my daughter on Christmas Day. Good for you, man. So, all right. So, we'll be talking about that. Everybody go see it. So, email us, mrrobotpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at mrrobotpodcast, but I always forget to check Twitter. So, I guess we'll see you guys in a few. Bye, everybody. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah 
Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Andy Kaufman's gone wrestling. 